0: Welcome to the Christ-centered body image podcast. I'm your host, Sharissa. I'm an online nutrition coach and the founder of Christ-Centered Body Image, an in-depth course on body image from a biblical perspective. I love learning about the Bible, doing fitness, and helping people improve their eating habits. This podcast exists to share more information to those who are interested in learning about a God, Christ, and biblical perspective of the body. My hope is that the information and experiences shared here from myself and guests help you to change the way you view and relate to your body from God's perspective. Looking forward to having you on the show. Hi, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Christ-Centered Body Image podcast. On this episode, I'm going to share more about what the Bible says about the body. As usual, I like to start off with saying that this is my humble attempt to bring a biblical perspective to the topic of body image. I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers, but my goal is to share information in scripture that might be helpful to help people shift their perspectives of their body. And I've said before that the Bible doesn't talk about body image, but it does have a lot to say about the body. So this is what I hope to share. If you haven't already listened to part one of what the Bible says about the body, I recommend giving that episode a listen as well. But today I want to start with going over some more verses that talk about God creating us informing us. And in part one, I talked about Psalm 139, and there are scriptures that are similar to that Psalm. Uh, we might also call these cross-references. I love using and learning about cross-references when I am studying the Bible. But so Psalm 119.73 says, Your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. So when you go back to Psalm 139, in Psalm 139, it talks about God knit us, he formed us, he made us, he created our inmost being. So this Psalm 119 is very similar in those words in how God, his hands formed me and he made me. But then also Job 10, 8 through 12 says, your hands shaped me and made me. Will you now turn and destroy me? Remember that you molded me like clay. Will you now turn me to dust again? Did you not pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese, clothe me with skin and flesh and knit me together with bones and sinews? You gave me life and showed me kindness and in your providence watched over my spirit. So again, another verse where it says, your hands shaped me and made me also says, You clothed me with skin and flesh and knit me together. You gave me life. Another verse in Job is Job thirty three four. 4. The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. So again, these three verses say that God's hands made us, shaped us, formed us. He was involved and active in creating us and shaping us. And I feel like that means that our entire being, as Psalm 139 says, he knit us together in our physical body, he created our inmost being, even our personality, our heart, how we think. He formed every aspect of us and he was intentional that. And that includes our body. That includes their size. That includes their shape. That includes their small little details. God did not create us as cookie cutter images. We are all incredibly unique and Different which brings me to the next verse. First Corinthians fifteen thirty eight. But God gives it a body as he has determined, and to each kind of seed he gives its own body. Not all flesh is the same. People have one kind of flesh, animals have another, birds another, fish another. There are also heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies, but the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind, and the splendor of earthly bodies is another. The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another, and the stars another. And the stars differ from star in splendor. And so this verse just to me speaks that God has given us a body as he as as he has determined, as he determined, not as we determined. And when I've read this verse, it specifically made me think there might be aspects of our bodies that we don't like. There might be parts of our bodies that we immediately look to and nitpick or tear down. But God gave us our body as he determined. And even as we look around at other bodies and compare, this verse says, "Like not all flesh is the same. Not all bodies are the same. And I believe this applies to human bodies as well. Not all bodies are the same. Not all bodies there are earthly bodies, there are spiritual bodies, and even the bodies differ in splendor. So that brings me to Revelation 7, 9. And it says, in heaven, there will be every nation, tribe, people, and tongue. And it just makes me think about God made so many different shapes and bodies, and they aren't supposed to be the same. And just because one is different from the other doesn't mean anything other than it's different it doesn't mean that one is let's say better than the other or not so let me go and back to first corinthians 15 38 again it says that people have one kind of flesh animals have another birds another and fish another also there are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies but the splendor of the heavenly bodies is different from the splendor of their earthly bodies they each have their own kind of splendor just as each human body has their own splendor. So this is what I was just saying. Like none of us are made the same. We are all so different. If you really take ever taken the time to notice all the small details and differences that make people look different, the shapes of faces, the size of features on people's faces, how deep or shallow, even like nose bridges are or eye sockets are. There are so many things. That It's so incredible to see the intricacy and in details of God's image bearers. And I love how this verse says, The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another, and the stars another. And even the stars differ from stars and splendors. It just really, again, makes me think so much about the different bodies. I really believe that we live in a culture that there's so much of standardizing and idealizing specific like body types or specific looks. And then if those are the images that maybe we see all the time that we are told are, let's say, possibly like good or like this is the standard. And then we find ourselves comparing against that standard and we don't look like that standard. For one, like God makes so many different body types. He makes so many different sizes and shapes, like every nation, tribe, people, and tongue. They're all so different. And I love too how it talks about, let's say, creation or like nature. Like we can look at the moon, the sun, the stars, and even all the variety and differences in the flowers, the plants, the trees. We probably look at nature in wonder and awe, admiring its beauty and the unique splendor in each of these things, but we don't compare and judge. There's two trees that look different. There's two flowers that look different. They're each unique and beautiful. And they differ in their splendor. And again, they just, they're both, they both have splendor, but they, they differ. And I would say it's just can be the same for our bodies. I wish that we could see the splendor of our bodies and other bodies without comparing and measuring ourselves. And I will say though, that let's even like talk about comparison right now, that comparison is a normal part of being Human, honestly, because comparison is a way, in a way is how we make sense of reality. If we didn't use comparison and like comparing and contrasting, we wouldn't be able to tell, let's say, the difference between things. I read this great blog on Desiring God where it's talking about like comparing is how we more or less like learn holiness when we learn about God and His holiness. We learn about His set-apartness and how He is utterly completely unique and different than us. We are able to compare and contrast ourselves with Him. We are able to see ourselves more clearly when we see just His holiness and His altogether set-apartness from us. And so if we didn't compare and contrast, then we wouldn't be able to see what maybe holiness is and then how then we can become more holy in the areas that We need to work on, but there is this aspect of when we use, I guess, comparison in the wrong way, um, that it can hurt us and harm us. But when it comes to comparison, I will say, I'll, yeah, I'll talk a little bit more about comparison. And I guess I can do that right now. (laughs) So yeah, if we can understand that comparison is a normal part of our lives, like, I feel like to say that comparison is like a bad thing and to have fear of it that probably isn't beneficial but to recognize that comparison can be a helpful thing but how can we use it in the right way and I would say that when we're comparing and measuring our bodies up against somebody else's or this like standard that isn't realistic that doesn't help us but knowing that comparison is a thing that happens but don't beat yourself up for it if you will and when it comes to comparison know that you're experiencing maybe some comparison when it comes to your body and your appearance, recognizing that you've honestly entered this comparison zone, if you will, but part of recognizing that maybe you experience, maybe you experience that more than you might want to, let's say. I know there's probably a time in my life where the level that I compared myself was all the time and I do it so much less now, but realizing when um, You are comparing, recognizing that it's there, but then and recognizing that you enter the comparison zone, but then from there, what you want to focus on, I would say is to not let that gain momentum and to not stay there long. Like recognize like, okay, I'm comparing, I'm in the comparison zone, but let's not let it gain momentum and then let's not stay there and recognize that comparison doesn't help us when it comes to our body image. But then also something that I find is really helpful is maybe even thinking about this verse, this first First Corinthians 15, 13 is realizing that like, hey, each body has their own type of splendor. Um, I don't need to compare myself to this person because my body has its own kind of splendor. Their body has its own kind of splendor. I don't need to measure us up and I can just realize that, hey, it's different. Um, and there maybe there's some level of acceptance that we could come to like with With our bodies. And that's something I'll talk about later. But then also thinking about, I think of Proverbs 423, above all else, guard your heart. If I start to notice I'm entering the comparison zone, I'm like, I'm gonna guard my heart. I don't need to go there. I don't need to compare. Or I think about Proverbs 4, I think it's 25 to 27. I think it's let your eyes look straight ahead of you, keep your gaze directly in front of you, give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. That is a verse that I find helpful. Proverbs 4, 25 to 27. Let your eyes look straight ahead, fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the path of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. That's another verse that I just find helpful for if I notice that I enter the comparison zone or I'm comparing that. I'm gonna keep my eyes straight ahead. I don't need to be looking off to either side and comparing. And also, like this honestly makes me think of Eve in the garden when she saw and she looked and she was possibly looking at something in a way that she shouldn't have been looking at it so i think that even comes to like comparison and thinking about our bodies like we are humans we have eyeballs um, we see things we are also humans that are drawn towards let's say like beauty like i feel like most of us would probably look out in nature and be like oh my gosh like or maybe maybe just some of us maybe it's not all of us i can't speak for everybody that we would look at nature and be like, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. But when we are looking at something in a way that we shouldn't be looking at it, it leads us down a path of destruction. So if we are looking at somebody else, another human, and we are starting to compare ourselves to them, we are looking at it, each other in a way that we probably shouldn't be. Um, it's going to lead to destruction. It's going to lead to things that aren't beneficial. So that's just something else to to think about and to contemplate. And it even makes me think about, I forget if I have shared these definitions before on this podcast, but thinking about objectification and self objectification. When we are looking at somebody as just an object, when we are looking at them as just like an ornament to be looked at, we are objectifying them. And in the same ways we do that to ourselves, we look at ourselves as just an object to be looked at rather than a whole person. And so again, that kind of comes back to this idea of when we are looking at something in a way that we shouldn't be looking at, like, Eve in the garden was looking at the fruit as good for wisdom and desirable. Whereas God had said like, Hey, the fruit of the garden is more or less for food. So just thinking about things in that way and how it can be, can be not good for us. So that's just a little bit about comparison and some things that you can do if you experience that. So also. Related to let's say revelation seven nine and God creating every nation, tribe, people, and tongue, I like to think about splendor in every body type from an athletic and also like biological or physiological perspective. If you're someone who has studied kinesiology or exercise science, you might be familiar with these things and when I think about all nations, tribes, people, and tongues, there's so many different body types, like I mentioned, there's so many sizes, shapes, colors, just so many things that make us uh look different. But so there are also different body types when it comes to kinesiology or physiology, biology, and athletic type, if you will. It's so also, I feel like it's important to know that there's a genetic makeup too of how God made us. And so these are just things that can be helpful to think about. So and let's say in exercise science and nutrition studies, we learned about some body types. And I f- think these are like the, they might be considered somatotypes. Um, and so there's the endomorph, the mesomorph, and the ectomorph. So the ectomorph is a body type that is, let's say, naturally thin, if you will. They probably have a hard time gaining weight, and it seems like they just have a really fast metabolism. I'm sure that there is somebody that you know that you could think of that that person just they have that body type, if you will, that is kind of like their metabolism type. That is maybe just the way that their, yeah, maybe their physiology is wired. And then there's the endomorph, which is kind of the other end of the spectrum. It's a body type that I want to call it is maybe like naturally like dense. And that's just the word that I choose. And it's probably maybe easy for them to gain weight. Maybe it seems they have like a slower metabolism or their physiology just might be slower. And then in the middle is the mesomorph. And that's the body type that seems to be just like naturally muscular. Maybe it's really easy for them to like maintain their weight. So maybe it's easy for them to like put on or lose um muscle or weight. And their metabolism just seems like pretty balanced. Um, Their physiology as far as like, yeah, what's going on internally with all their inner workings of like cells and hormones seems just like healthy um, right in the middle. And I use these examples because it can be easy for us to, let's say, like beat ourselves up and be harsh with our bodies because our bodies are different than someone else. I feel like it can be really helpful if we just start to like broaden our perspectives and how that there are different body types. And it might even be able to help us like accept our body type and be okay with our body type and be able to start to think about like, okay, like really what is like the genetic and the makeup of how God made me? but then be able to take care of the body that God determined for us in like a healthy way, but not beat ourselves up because maybe our body looks as different and our body is just like different and designed differently and determined differently than, let's say, the standard that is being elevated or what culture or people around us say that it should be. But you can also look at athletes in different sports. And this is something that I love thinking about and how their bodies are all so different, um, different sizes and shapes and abilities. Um, marathon runners are usually like pretty sleek, whereas sprinters usually have, you know, bigger muscles. They look muscle bound, if you will. Basketball players are likely very different than gymnasts. Football players are different than dancers, different bodies with different splendors. And even in, let's say non-athlete bodies, there's so many varieties of how tall people are and short people are, um, just, so much difference. And something else that plays into this is like the proportions of our limbs and our torsos. This is something that is considered in the sport of Olympic weightlifting and it plays into how people's squat forms will look different because of the lengths of their femurs and their torsos. So there's people who have long limbs and a short torso and that's dolichomorphic. Delicicom- <laughs> I believe that's how you pronounce it. Those people have, and then there's people with short limbs and a long torso which just brachiomorphic. And then those who have limbs and torso that are relatively even are mesomorphic. And so I just think about like all the different nationalities and how that and our DNA determines just how we look, the size and shape of our bodies. I would honestly say that I'm probably like a hodgepodge of ethnicity, if you will. However, I would say that like my family doesn't have dainty bodies i would say that my family as a whole both let's say on my dad's side and my mom's side are more dense and so for me to try and fit my body into the mold of like a small petite dainty body isn't realistic or reasonable i might be able to let's say change some of how my body looks based on like exercise let's say like i might be able to change the way like my muscle looks by doing strength training and let's say it and then also with My eating habits, I might be able to like change and have some body recomposition, but as a whole, I'm never going to be able to fit my body like into something that it's not meant to be. Um, I'm not going to be able to put my body like as a round peg into a square hole. So I think it's really worth it for us to like consider like really like, Hey, kind of like, what is the way that like God kind of made my body? Like what would what would I consider to be like the genetics, um, that God made for me? But then also like considering too, like, yes, you can experience some body recomposition and through like exercise and dieting, we can change like how our, how our body looks. Um, but then also asking ourselves too, like, what is the cost of some of that going to be? I would say that there's a pretty high cost for me at one point in time when I was really trying to like, honestly, like make my, Body as lean as possible, and with that came lots of costs of it took up all of my time, all of my focus, all of my life, and then eventually too, it caused me a lot of problems with my health, mentally, emotionally, and physically, so just things to be just to be mindful of um, but then I would also just say that there are also aspects too, where if you look around, like, I mean, this is something that I just like notice and it's not like a good or bad thing. It's just like different, like that. There are some people who carry their bodies or they carry their weight differently. Um, Honestly, there are some people who are maybe let's say carry their weight in their lower half and they're maybe more like narrow or thin um in their shoulders, where it could be the opposite. There might be some people who carry their weight, let's say in their shoulders, they have wider, broader shoulders, but maybe they have narrower hips and more slender legs. Um, and it could also be that maybe somebody carries more weight in their stomach, but then their, um let's say their limbs, their upper and their lower bodies are more narrow. And so this is just like differences. Some of these differences can be due to, let's say like health things, um, can be due to stress. It can be due to nutrition. And either other lifestyle and behavior choices, such as like what we put in our bodies, like let's say regards to like alcohol and what food choices that we're making. But there are so many things that make our bodies different. There are so many things, there's so many differences in our bodies. And I just want to reiterate this phrase that it's it's just different. It's not good or bad, but there is a difference. But so I um yeah, just wanted to share this and also want to. Talk about too. There's this um, uh, concept, I guess I would say, where there's a theory, if you will, that's like weight set point theory. Um, Something I really believe in is that God does care about our bodies. He cares about how we take care of our bodies. But I will say that his vision for how we steward our bodies and relate to our bodies doesn't include the extremes and the ends of like the spectrums. Like I would say that. His vision for... like He does care about our bodies. Our bodies matter. He gave us our bodies. He gave us a physical body. And so the matter that he created, he does care about what we do with them, but it's not maybe in this extreme of being obsessive, excessive, or distorted with exercise and nutrition. And But it's also not on the other end of the spectrum where like you completely disregard your, your health, your movement and exercise habits and your nutrition habits saying like those things don't matter because they do matter. Um, what we do with our bodies as far as movement and nutrition affects how we feel and as a whole then affects like how we are able to like our relationship with other people. And I mean, even say like our ability to interact with God. So I think it is somewhere kind of in the middle. Um, but I would say that there is this aspect of like asking ourselves like what really, yeah, like for me, I guess, what is that healthy middle, um, of like, what I guess genetically is kind of like my set point of how my body looks, my weight, um, even maybe like where I carry it and where's that happy medium. But then also like, I would say that God is going to ask us to have a, each of us to have a different relationship with fitness and health and nutrition and the relationship that he's asked me to have with those things is very different than anybody else's. But then also considering my background, I know why God has asked me to have a specific relationship to fitness so that it doesn't become obsessive anymore. And it doesn't become an idol. It doesn't become the thing that has my, has all of my heart and my mind, but. All that to be said is I just really hope that this gives you some fresh perspectives and opens your eyes to the differences that are, that are like normal. And, but it's something to not feel ashamed or guilty about. Um, something else that I think that is super interesting too is that we are made in the image of God. We are already made in his image. Um, mankind is unique in that mankind is the only part of creation that is created in the image of God after his likeness, after. There are other things that God made that are created after their kind. It's only us that have been created after God's kind and we are made in his image. So it's super interesting how we are already made in the image of God, but then we try to make ourselves into a different image. We try to fix ourselves, our bodies to be a better image when we are already created in his image. But I've mentioned before, and I'll mention again, that we do live in a fallen world. So mankind um, and our bodies, we do live in a fallen world. And so we were created in the image of God, but because of the fall, we don't get to experience the way that it should be um, working. I think about Psalm 8, where it says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You've set your glory in the heavens through the praise of children and infants. You have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the phone, avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crown them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky, fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name over all the earth. So this is just, again, saying about how God created us and he was mindful of us. He was mindful of human beings. But oh, first and foremost, though, that just like, God, God is so good. It's about God. It's not about us, but that he did form us. He did make us. Um, he did care about making us and just something to, just something to reflect on. I just love this idea that we are already created in his image. We are created after his likeness. And, but there are so many different ways that he made us and made bodies and they are unique in their splendor. Um, there's so many cool things that the Bible says about the body. But I hope that hearing all this just might give you a new and fresh perspective of how you feel about and perceive your body and relate to it and also how you see yourself and just the uniqueness of how God made so many different types of bodies. But I really just love this aspect that God created and made each body and he uh, determined the body as he would and each body has its own splendor. God is so cool. God is so good. The Word of God is so cool and so good. There's so many different parts of Scripture that when I see how it relates to other parts of Scriptures, it just is so exciting and so cool. Uh, but if you haven't, I just highly recommend going and reading, let's say, the creation story in Genesis, like 1 through one through three, if you will, because I know when I was studying that and trying to pull things out of it about what, like how God made us, how God made mankind and the body, um, it was just so cool. All of the things you can learn and pull out of that about God. So thank you for being here. I hope this episode was helpful and I will see you on the next episode.